welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, I'm joined now by Dan Fitzpatrick, who you can find on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits. You can also find his writings over on EPL Index. Uh, Dan, glad to have you on. It's obviously been a very boring window for Arsenal, uh, capped off by the most boring day today. All you've managed to do is re-sign Utsal on a long-term contract and bring in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Feel free to uh, take first uh, what you think is most important for the club out of those two big deals today. Yeah, it's just pretty standard stuff. But um, from my completely logical and um, not fan opinion at all, um, we've got a zoo, I just don't think you understand. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of importance, they're both, I guess, I'm not sure you can rank in terms of importance because without Aubameyang, we may not have re-signed Ozil, but um, I like Ozil. I'd be, I'm happy with the Ozil thing. That's definitely the thing that's gotten me happy. Um, it seems to be the same with most of the fans. And if nothing else, he's probably a bigger, I don't love these terms, but a bigger quote-unquote statement. And like he's got more name recognition than Aubameyang, and he's more likely to attract other people. Um, so I'll say Ozil, and that would make me happy. So we'll say Ozil. <laughs> <laughs> what have you made of the Obama-Yang signing, which obviously very big name, but you did just buy Lacazette in the summer. Is this a response to his lack of goals, or do you think it could even be used as a partnership? Um, I One, I have no idea how we're going to line up, but we'll discuss that later. Um, two, it seems almost more opportunism than anything. Because like we seem obviously we got the deal in the end, but it seemed like we were kind of okay with not doing it, and it seemed like we were never really linked to him over the summer. I think it was just once he started being angry, we were more interested because the price wouldn't be as high. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe they're disappointed. Black is it, but he hasn't been amazing. But he's been mostly fine. Um, or maybe it's just Benger being like, "I'm old. Alexis leaving. We need talent. Let's go get that guy." Um, not entirely sure what drove it, but I'm happy with it. He's an incredible player that I've wanted for ages, but I didn't think we'd ever actually sign him. At this point, his age isn't ideal. The age is uh, all of the people we're re-signing and signing aren't ideal, but you know what? It's all of them together. I can accept it. Um, um, you said, uh, we can talk about where he'll line up later. Let's, uh, just get into that now. Are, are we thinking that you might run? Two up front, do you think either he or Lacazette would be relegated to wing duty? Because it, it's a lot of money spent on strikers, very good strikers in their leagues that they came from. Um, just curious as, as to how that will work. You'd, you'd feel like if you immediately took Lacazette out of his position for Aubameyang, that that would probably hurt his already dwindling, dwindling confidence. Yeah. Um, as far as where everyone will line up, I do not have the faintest idea. Um like, just looking at it on paper, a diamond makes some amount of sense just because you can kind of fit everyone in with Ozil at 10. Mkhitaryan is one of the uh, eights, and then God knows who else where, but our midfield's bad regardless, so whatever. Um, and then put Aubameyang and Lacazette up top. The other idea, which is, again, really just forget defending, is uh, 3-5-2 with, um, obviously, Aubameyang and, Mkhitar- and uh, Lacazette up top. Then Ozil at 10 and Mkhitaryan as one of the, like, two behind, which on is... On the right, in theory, yeah. No, I mean, like... Oh, oh in central behind. midfield? Yes. Oh, dear. That is do the not other, do theory. that. 
like I said, I really don't know how this is gonna go. Um, yeah, that is an idea that is, is not insane considering, which is bad, but whatever. Um, who needs defending? We can just score lots of goals. I'm cool with winning games 10-9. That's fine. <laughs> uh, as far as, like, yeah, I'm, Lacazette doesn't seem to be in the best place mentally right now. Um, this is like the first season he's ever really been not an above average finisher in his career, which is, I don't know if that's creepers being competent in, uh, the Premier League as opposed to League One, or if it's just unlucky. It may well just be bad luck and, he, he's not been in a particularly functional team for, well, I don't know. We functioned pretty well till like November. Then everyone got hurt and the last two months have been a complete mess. But, um, which has been when he struggled. So maybe that's got something to do with it. But yeah, I have no idea where anyone's lining up. No one does. It's completely insane. Uh, yeah. diamond makes sense in my head more than anything else, but I don't think Avengers ever played a diamond. Definitely not since I've been a fan. I don't, I'm pretty sure never. So, you know, as much as that would make sense on paper and in FIFA. That, that it's probably not going to happen. Um, if it's a four-two-three-one, I would assume Lacazette would be the one pushed wide, um, and would hope because he's probably better technically than Aubameyang, and Aubameyang's not good at wide. That's a problem. Both these guys are not ones who. They're both stri- quick strikers, but they're not really people who are good being pushed out wide. You know, some strikers can play wide and still be pretty good. These guys aren't really that, um, which isn't ideal. I'm not sure any of this is particularly well thought out, but you know what? We got a lot of good players, and good players win games, so that's cool. Yeah, although just a heap of talent doesn't win matches, it's just, but I, I see your point. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, I mean, and we obviously have problems. I'm not saying this is, like, just throwing a bunch of people out is actually going to win games, but, you know, that might be a thought. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really know. I, I'm not sure Wenger knows either. In, in no, I'm not sure he does. Here. I'm not sure he does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all of this uh, obviously shakes out. Uh, we had you on a show a couple weeks ago um, discussing hypothetically if you did get McTarian and Aubameyang, if you would arguably be a better team than you were with a want away Alexis. Uh, fortuitously, all of that has now actually happened. Uh, have your views changed on it at all? Back then, if you'll recall, uh, your opinion was uh, really hard to tell. I'm going to say still hard to tell. Um, mm-hmm. It depends on how we can fit it for an in, really. Um, if we can fit it for an in, it works, then probably. But that's an if, as, as just as we just touched upon. You know, because um, you know, Mkhitaryan provides the creative part of Alexis, and Abalming provides the goal scoring part of Alexis. Um, Mkhitaryan's probably like for like creative, creative wise. That's a weird way to evaluate players, but you know, like, he probably has as much creativity as Alexis does. Abalming's probably a better, a better goal scorer, but scores it differently but you know get or using two players to replace one player that's worth of production is even if you get a bit of a marginal gain on it is debatably better um and if we can fit everyone in and it actually somehow works yeah probably if we have to go with games leaving Lacazette on the bench maybe which is you know better than I thought we'd be when I thought we were losing Lexus for nothing I'll take maybe hmm. but um yeah, and Mkhitaryan, and it also depends which Mkhitaryan we get, obviously. That's a massive, massive thing in this, um, right. whether we get Dortmund Mkhitaryan or um, United Mkhitaryan. And I, I feel like the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, to be fair. Yeah, it's probably somewhere in the middle, but I'd say it's probably closer to Dortmund, or at least the thing we're going to get. Uh, Wenger tends to have a pretty good record of working with his type of player, and if there's anyone who, if there's any manager that is good at just putting a, 
arm around a guy, Wenger's up there, if not the best. Um, and he wouldn't be a first player to be signed by Mourinho. Mourinho not really love him initially, and he just kind of struggles and then goes to another club and performs well. Like, right. He would not be a first player for that to happen. Mourinho's not the easiest guy to right. get along with. What you're saying is McTarian's better than Kevin De Bruyne. Got it. <laughs> that, that's that's what we're running with. No. Um, you know what? I don't think those words came out of my mouth. But. Interesting. <laughs> it sure felt like it. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, uh, just kind of an interesting stat that was floating around a little bit earlier today was that um, your leading goal scorer from the last five seasons, Walcott, Giroud, Alexis, Giroud, and Alexis, uh, obviously three separate players, all gone in the space of 14 days. Not only... Uh, those three players leaving, but they were also very much beloved by the fan base, despite the fact that you may, or as you said, may not, but may, be better as a club now. Um, what's the sense among fans of losing players that were so heavily favored? Um, and then continuing on that fun stat, Aaron Ramsey is actually Arsenal's current uh, leading goal scorer, which is quite funny. Go. But um, as far as the, I think Theo had... He'd played it out. Um, people accepted he was going to leave, and he wasn't really playing for a while. Ever since he went to three-back, there's really no place for him. And he'd really done all he could at the club. You know, he'd won trophies. He'd scored 100 goals. He'd made a whole lot of appearances. Realistically, he probably wasn't going to be a starting player for, for us in a title team. So at that point, how much more can you really do? Um, I think everyone was kind of at peace with that. And I was happy to see people be kind of nostalgic and give him the credit they hadn't been giving him for years um, when it was like, oh, he's actually leaving. We need to actually look at what he's done. Like, oh, you know, that's pretty good. Um, Giroud, it's... eh. (coughs) The fact that he went to Chelsea is not helpful. Um, From an emotional side, I'm not sure everyone's entirely happy. Obviously, from the business side, this is completely the correct move. And it, like, we probably should have sold him last summer, realistically. But, um, yeah, from an emotional side, it's a bit weird. Um, I'm not sure everyone's happy, but it's the right move, so I can accept it. I uh, hope other people will probably will accept it in time. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Him going to Chelsea is a real shame, but he's been great for the club. He's also scored on goals. He's assisted two FA Cup final winners, scored in another. Uh, he's taken... So much criticism. Some of it warranted. A lot of it over the top. Um, mm. He's he's. I'm, I was a big fan of Giroud, as I'm sure anyone who's listened to this will know. And I hate to see him leave, but it's the right move, and mm. he's done great for us. I had to deal with that recently with uh, McCutcheon going to the Giants. So I yeah, I, I, I commiserate. Player passes prime, still can offer something for somebody else, but his time at his particular club and/or franchise uh, has passed. You mentioned that some of these players are older, but it is still kind of turning a leaf. The post-Alexis era, the new, you know, uh, the LMAO. Oh, I <laughs> saw life. that. It's so bad and so good at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> um, so now with this new direction at the club, how do you see Arsene Wenger fitting into it? Uh, at one point you were saying it was probable that he may end this his Arsenal career this year, especially if you missed top four. Sounds like that's likely if, if people have seen the statistics floating around about what you'd have to do to get up into those ranks this season. Um, what, what do you think Wenger's future is compared to the future of the club with these new signings? There's not a chance he leaves this summer now. There's not a chance. Um, uh, that may be for better or for worse. But um, he's, if he leaves, someone has 
I don't know, something has happened. Um, there's no way he would spend all this money on these players and then just be like, nah, I'm peacing. Um, <laughs> like, I'm good guys. You can go have that talent and go win things or and go do things. So I'm just, I'm, I'm good. No, it's, there's no way it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, for better or for worse, he's staying. Um, I love the guy. I don't know if he's, in fact, I'm pretty sure he's not the best of, or the best manager we can have right now, but, and, for for what it says, he clearly still has all the pull in the transfer market, so he can definitely help signing players, if nothing else. Because, um, oh my god, I cannot believe he's convinced Aubameyang and less so Mkhitaryan, but Aubameyang and Ozil to resign with a team that's likely going to miss top four, and you know, money helps convincing them too, but yeah, I'm but not being in the Champions League and likely continuing to not be in it, as you yeah, said. Yeah, and and still being able to convince them is pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, although you have to believe that the, the players would, would believe in themselves enough to think that they could. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ground, but, but. but, like, what chances, I mean, maybe they do think they can make it this year. I don't know, but I don't know. But, well, you wouldn't want players that didn't think that they could do it this year. Yeah. It's just what's yeah. the likelihood from outside that building, but. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Time, that's time, a... time will tell. Um, thank you so much uh, for coming on today, Dan. Uh, tell folks where they can get at you. Uh, yeah, you can get me on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits, where you can find many gifts of Kermit the Frog and others injecting themselves with legal substances, Ornstein memes, and when we get off the high of transfer news and back to football and Arsenal start conceding in, again, dogs. Lots of dogs. So, yeah, you really <laughs> should follow. It's pretty great now that there's happiness and stuff. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, pleasure as always, and I'm sure we'll speak soon.